to another in our series of audio podcasts featuring speakers at the upcoming Shishmid 2014 Hospital Marketing Meeting. I'm Stuart Gandalf, CEO and co-founder of Healthcare Success Strategies today. And today, rather, my guest is Paul Matson, who's Chief Marketing and Communications Officer of the world-renowned Cleveland Clinic. Paul's going to be speaking at Shishmid this year about building an, uh, a global healthcare brand through multi-channel marketing. Paul, welcome and thanks for joining us. Great to be with you, Stuart. Paul, as I discussed offline, it's just great to meet with you on, on this um, audio uh, podcast. We've talked before, and I'm really excited about your specific topic because I think Cleveland Clinic, as you know, has managed to build a pretty successful global brand without any real uh, dependence on traditional advertising or large media advertising budget. Tell me about what's factored into the Cleveland Clinic decision about how to prioritize you know, the best use of the time and available dollars you have toward building your global brand. Well, it's um, it's really been a process of learning what has been effective for us in the marketplace, and I think over time we have built a um, very good mix of paid, owned, and earned media. Of course, we can't rely totally on paid media. We don't have the budget to uh, to do that for on a global scale. So we've had to become very smart and innovative about how to use um, earned media and how to use owned media in the mix. And I think over the last really three to five years, the explosion of digital media and mobile has transformed our ability to reach people around the world and tell our brand story and uh, and I think really create engaging content from the Cleveland Clinic that, uh, that makes us relevant to people even if the Cleveland Clinic is um, – not their regular healthcare provider. So, so we've been trying to optimize that mix over time and really stay current as the media trends around us have evolved. Um, for some of our listeners who probably have heard of these terms but may not be quite as clear on the specific meetings, give me a sense of you know paid versus owned versus earned media from your point of view, especially specifically how that relates to the Cleveland Clinic brand. Yeah, and this is one of the things we'll go on, uh, touch on in detail in the presentation at the conference. But paid media for us uh, includes, of course, uh, traditional advertising in all its forms, so uh, television, print, radio, outdoor. Uh, but it also includes um, uh, display advertising as well in the digital arena and also includes um, um, uh, some of the content work that we do as well can be in the paid arena as well. Um, earned media is really it falls into the realm of what was traditionally public relations or corporate communications. At Cleveland Clinic, we have um, an extensive media relations uh, program, and we will typically have over 50 to 60,000 media hits a year globally. Uh, a lot of that has also moved to online channels, but we target all the traditional broadcast and print channels. And we have a Cleveland Clinic news service that routinely puts out news stories. And then owned um, uh, starts, of course, foundationally with our website, clevelandclinic.org, which will have over 90 million visits this year. But it also includes our, all of our social media strategies, which is anchored by our health hub, which is a hub for all of our social media. Uh, it includes Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, the, the core social media channels, emails, and then search engine marketing as well is a big part of uh, what we do in the owned space. So um, owned has really become, our, in many respects, our fastest growing platform. 
Well, it's a, you know, if our listeners may have heard that, 90, you said 90 million visitors towards your, to your website? Yes, about, if you went back about six years ago, we were at um, 15 million visits to clevelandclinic.org. We've been able to grow that, so this year we'll finish above 90 million. And one of the things I stress quite a lot is the fact that um, mobile has really been transforming the owned space, the digital space, in the last three to five years. And you know, we've all seen the announcement of the iPhone 6 this week, so that's going to continue. But 69% of the visits to our website in August were made on a phone or a tablet device. So, um, you know, those numbers just astound me every time I, I look at them. And, and, and uh, that, and that uh, mobile combined with social media have really been driving tremendous growth on our website. That's amazing, 69%. That's huge. Are you find, how does that correlate to U.S. versus international? Um, well, are you uh, finding the numbers similar uh, or very I different? Would, yeah, I would describe it this way. Um, 70%, so more than two-thirds of the visits to clevelandclinic.org come from outside of the state of Ohio, and about a quarter of those come from international. Um, and we also have uh, a very extensive follower base on Twitter and Facebook from international as well. So, um, and of course, in international markets, if you get over into the Middle East, for example, um, people are really dependent on their mobile devices to access the internet. So having a great mobile experience, building that into your planning, make sure you've thought about responsive design. Even when you're thinking about your search campaigns, do they work on mobile devices? It's a very, very different experience than being in a desktop environment. For sure. And I'm just that the reason why I asked that was exactly that. Obviously, international, a lot of people don't have the desktops like they do here. But you're, it, given the numbers you just shared, a significant number of your domestic uh, audience, again, is using mobile. That's uh, even higher. That's the highest number I've seen for this sort of comparable. Well so the these are big numbers. Um, I think a lot of that is driven by the success we've had in social. Um, and and you know most many many people when they're accessing their Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest accounts, they're doing it on their mobile devices multiple times during the day. So if you're creating great content, you can pull them through to your website. And um, but even so, are you just even our core health information um, is uh, has all been done for a number of years in with uh, designs that work for mobile, and now we're on a responsive design platform for our content management system. So uh, I think, you know, I've, as I, I've said this before to folks, if, you're, if you haven't designed for mobile from the start, you're really missing out on a huge part of your audience. You know, it's funny. You mentioned social media. It just occurred to me. I don't know if you remember, but the first time I spoke at the summit was, what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. I met you, and I initially met you through an employee through social media. <laughs> that's how I was, uh, uh, I met Nicola through uh, social media, and that's how I got to know you guys. And so yeah, it's no, funny, this conversation that's... indirectly stemmed from social media. Well, and so every, year at the, every year at the Patient Experience Summit, which you've been gracious enough to participate in, we, we do a segment on digital marketing, and it has evolved every year um, because the social media and, and, and digital landscape has changed so dramatically since we started the conference. So, um, you know, I think it's it's an area where I would just encourage you know, anyone in the healthcare marketing arena to, to make sure that you're doing a certain amount of investing and um, testing in the mobile environment and that you have the right strategy for your organization. Uh, because, it, again, you know, for our numbers speak loudly, 
that's where the audience is today. You know, the it's interesting because as we discussed prior to the, uh, starting the recording today, you know, hospitals te- seem to be all over the board in terms of their level of embracing digital at all, let alone mobile and digital. Uh, what is your? It sounds like your social media program is a standout success, and Mayo certainly has a lot going on there as well. What, from your standpoint, uh, the kind of success and numbers you guys are driving? Obviously, you can't share your entire social media program on the today's call, but just maybe a couple of pointers to help our audience really understand what matters on the strategy side for the social media to get some legs versus just putting out a Facebook post once in a while. Sure. No, I think that's a great question. And, you know, it's been a learning experience and a journey for us, and we're still on that journey as as the technology evolves. And um, I think the thing we had to learn more than anything else was what did our audience, what did our potential consumers, patients, what what did they want to hear from the Cleveland Clinic? If Particularly if you live outside of Ohio, you're not using the Cleveland Clinic for your day-to-day health care needs. How could we connect with people all around the country and all around the world? And I know this is going to sound very simple, but what we learned was we had to design our messaging strategy around the needs of the consumer, not around what we wanted to say about ourselves as a hospital. You know, people just weren't wanting to hear the latest news about what's happening at Cleveland Clinic today. Uh, That wasn't top of mind for them. So what they did want to hear from us is we trust the Cleveland Clinic brand. um, We respect the Cleveland Clinic brand. Give give us health information we can use. So we focused a great deal on uh, providing health and wellness information, uh, and that includes everything from rich infographics to video to uh, to, to health tips, to recipes, um, and also information on the latest on healthcare information and topical news. And that mix uh, has worked extremely well for us. And uh, people like information that's relevant to them. That, that, uh, so we try to keep them at the center of the messaging strategy. And I know it sounds simple, but it's easy to get caught up in the messages that sometimes are important to us um, and talking about ourselves. And I think that's that was one of the key learnings that we had. And then really making sure you're using the, the technology in the right way. For example, using visuals on Twitter, if you want to get things that are shared, really, really important. Um, so there are, there are many technical tips like that that our team has learned along the way or how to create great infographics. But I think it's a journey, and you can learn a lot from looking inside healthcare, but also outside healthcare, and uh, continuing to experiment along the way. And, and, you know, the great thing about digital, you know very quickly if it's working or not based on how people are sharing and commenting on your on your content. I love that, by the way. Just from my own experience, I was just telling my staff a couple of days ago, in fact, we have an internal training, um, just as a, we always do continue ahead here, talking about with the Internet, you know, in the old days when we wanted to test a new headline, if you know, especially if it was in the mail or in the print or whatever, it would take weeks or months and many, many, many thousands of dollars to test an idea, and it would be just one change, whereas online you can test things out and get some results in a day, Yeah, we're um, doing, sometimes we're, almost immediately. Yeah, we're doing some new work now in physician outreach online, and I'd say we're in that regard we're where we were with consumers five years ago, but we think it's the future that, you know, right, you know healthcare physician communication has been dominated by print, but physicians have very high incidence of using mobile devices, so... We, like we have our health hub 
for consumers for social media, we've, we've built a similar hub for physicians we call Consult QD. And one of the things we're doing is we're repurposing um, our specialty content from our publications into a relevant format for, uh, for digital. And we're also now extending it to physician social media on Facebook and Twitter. And, you know, those are the things you have to uh, try to do to, to stay relevant and, and, and out in front of, um, of, of where digital can take you. One thing that you mentioned earlier that um, really struck a chord with me, and when talking to people, for example, at Shishmed, um, you certainly have some authority with Cleveland Clinic, and I think you've got a lot of support there. It turns out, at least according to some of the people I meet in the, in the halls at Shishmed, that not everybody in marketing has a lot of clout in terms of uh, what the, how to shape the agenda. Is there anything you could help? Because I think that, for example, you were talking about social media designing social media so that it actually was relevant to the consumer versus whatever the interest of du jour is within the hospital. Is there anything special you could give advice to someone who's trying to battle that sort of internal uh, communication battle to help uh, people understand that this is the consumer's point of view versus our point of view? You know, I think um, one of the things that, um, well, first of all, I'm very fortunate uh, in my role because we have an organization that embraces innovation and has very visionary leadership. So whether that's taking leadership position in patient experience or encouraging us, supporting us on our social media and digital journey. Obviously, that's a great environment to be in. Um, but the other thing I would just remind everyone is we work in an industry where we're, we work with physicians and physician leaders um, who mostly have a, who have scientific background, and they embrace data. And one of the things that we've done uh, over the years as we built our program is really to focus on measurement. So search engine marketing campaigns. It's, you know, we learned very quickly it's not enough to land somebody just on a page of your website. We, we needed to have a capability so we could track leads uh, all the way through to appointments and ultimately ROI. And that speaks volume when we go back and meet with physician leaders, department chairs, and can show them the, the, the impact search engine marketing is having. In our, in our tracking of our brand reputation and awareness, we, we track sources of awareness, and we actually have been able to measure and monitor over the last years the impact that digital channels have been having. And they've been our fastest growing source of national awareness in the last five years. But being able to show that data um, obviously makes a tremendous difference. And I think our organization buys in to the fact that digital is a key part of our future. And we've been doing that as we move into mobile apps as well. We have a, a, a digital center of excellence for mobile applications, and we work closely with IT and, you know, uh, working with them to make sure we're building the right connectivity to the infrastructure, measuring what, what people are coming to us for in terms of information and accessing um, the health system through their mobile devices is key. So I, I think you have to use data to your advantage. You can, you can certainly use case studies um, and, uh, and, and even use primary research. I mean, going back and being able to show this is what consumers have told us in qualitative or quantitative research that's relevant to them to be connected to our brand, that, that can help be helpful as well. So um, I don't think you can just go in on judgment and say, and I know most of my professional peers wouldn't do this, but you just can't go in and say, social media is important. Trust me. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, I think um, you, you have to build you have to build a case. And you know, we we stress the phrase test and invest here, and um, that uh, you know through test and invest you can show the impact that programs are having. And I know it's not easy. You know, not not uh, systems particularly for tracking volume and impact are sometimes imperfect, but um, we started out measuring whatever we could measure, and then we've um, continued to evolve from there. That's terrific. And we talked also prior to the recording about the trend towards increasing uh, measurement and accountability in healthcare, um, and that's clearly in line with where I think everything is going these days. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say I see that ahead. all across the industry. I think I see people striving for that, and, and I applaud that. And I, in my opinion, I think healthcare marketers have become, you know, increasingly sophisticated about this. And we just, as an or as a, a professional group, we need to continue to, to to do that and push for that. We talked about digital a lot today. How would you say your um, uh, the mix of digital versus offline? Uh, I know you don't have huge advertising budgets, but in terms of your budget percentage, how has that changed over the last five years or so? Mm. Well, that varies a lot. It's hard, um, I guess it depends on how I look at my budget. If we looked at our purely our uh, advertising, paid advertising budget, we've been running about half digital, um, half digital and half traditional. It varies a lot because in the local market here in Northeast Ohio, we can still use television very effectively to get our brand message out. Uh, and we very much focus in the local market on getting out a message of access because we offer same-day appointments and clinical leadership. Um, and actually this fall, we're launching a, a, we're just launching a new campaign around the open access period, stressing making sure that Cleveland Clinic is a part of uh, people's health plan. Uh, nationally, the mix is different. I think nationally we, we actually skew more to digital because of the paid search component in our display advertising really allows us to go after the demographic of people who travel for healthcare, and they tend to skew uh, towards digital channels. So we do use some print nationally as well. So it mixes; it, it, it's, it's a mix. But in in both uh, in 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 our aggregate, it's it's over half of our budget is in digital. How um, we talked about some of your earned media, and again talking about free media coverage, have you guys found that that's really impacted your search engine optimization or your organic search rankings? Has that been a factor for you? Um, that's a good question. You know, I think it it certainly benefits our um, our search engine optimization programs. Um, you know, sir, I think earned media is a, just a tremendous opportunity in healthcare because we do provide as an industry, trusted content, and everyone is interested in health and wellness and breaking news on um, on healthcare topics. So, but and I think one of the keys is when you do have great earned media content, and you're getting that out through um, media channels, be it print or uh, an online publication or broadcast. Also, take that content and put it on your owned channels. So for us, that would be our health hub or putting it out through Facebook or Twitter or putting it on our website because then it gets indexed and we can we can place the story on our own website when the search engines uh, index that information it drives traffic back not only to the article but ultimately back to our website so um, you know SEO is a never-ending journey so uh, earned media is a big part of it 
One of the things that uh, I was discussing with some of my colleagues this morning was the idea of leveraging assets you already have. We were actually talking about this internally, about the amount of assets we have. And I've, what I've found um, some respected organizations like yours and Mayo do is a good job of repurposing things they've used in different channels. Can you share an example of something like that that you guys have been able to do recently? That's been a major focus for us. And in fact, um, we consolidated in the past 18 months our traditional creative services group that focused on uh, printed publications with our digital group, and they now are, are what we call multi-channel content marketing. And the reason we did that is we create specialty uh, publications in 16 different areas, so everything from heart to ophthalmology to rehabilitation, great content, rich content um, in all of those publications. We also create some regional physician publications and consumer publications, and we wanted to make sure that we were not recreating that content or duplicating efforts or just not being impactful and efficient by using that content in different forms. So um, obviously if we, and, and this is where really understanding the dynamics of social media are key, if we have a great story from one of our printed channels, we'll put um, a very intriguing um, post on Facebook or Twitter and then if consumers want to come through for more, we can land them on our health hub, uh, and then they can read the full story or watch the video. And I think that's where the there's a great interrelationship between the content uh, that you're creating offline and, and, and how you can leverage it online. And it's a great way. If you can find a way to do what we've done and, and create a multi-channel content team, uh, I think it, it, it makes you much more impactful and efficient. That totally makes sense philosophically, uh, integrating like that. One last question about your uh, speech. We're, obviously, we covered a lot of ground today, including some unplanned avenues, as often happen. But I was just enjoying it so much, I asked some additional questions. Uh, but what I'd like to do at this point is give a sense of anything else you think is important for um, that you'll be talking about during your talk and or anything else that you think would be important or important for our listeners to walk away from this call with. Sure. Um, well, hope, first of all, I hope you'll, you'll join me and and my colleague, Mary Beth Pate, who will be presenting with me, who's our Senior Director of Marketing Communications. In addition to giving an overview of our paid, owned, and earned strategy, um, we're going to walk through three case studies of how um, we've brought our, our strategy to life, one that will focus on how we've uh, leveraged a global event, one uh, how we've leveraged a distinctive Cleveland Clinic event that we do every year out in Las Vegas, uh, and then um, we'll have a third one that gets a little bit behind the story of uh, our empathy video that became a bit of a worldwide sensation and, uh, and how we used our content and digital strategy to push that out. Um, and then lastly, you know, and this will be thematic throughout the presentation, and I, I've, I've said it many times today, you know, we'll stress really the keys to building a successful multi-channel content strategy which are making sure you are continually testing and investing new ideas uh, and staying out in front of a changing environment. Collaboration, like I talked about in building the multi-channel uh, organization, and uh, also measurement, are, I think are three key takeaways that I'd want everybody to uh, have coming out of this presentation. Well, that's great. And Paul, you mentioned uh, I'll be there. I'm gonna, uh, I, we're going to be, uh, I have a fair number of my team members are going to be at the Shishman meeting this year, and I'll Definitely be in the audience as well for your session, uh, listening and uh, looking forward to see you there.
Great. I, I'm looking forward to it as well. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate it. So for our listeners, again, that are going to be attending Shushmid, Paul will be speaking on Tuesday, October 14th at 11 a.m. Um, do you know which room you're going to be in yet, Paul? I do not. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, it's Tuesday, at, uh, October 14th at 11 a.m. This is Stuart Gandalf, uh, inviting you to keep listening for upcoming co- podcasts with other Shushmid speakers. Thanks so much for joining us both today. Thanks again, Paul.